Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Michael and Chauncey Show. Good evening, America. This is Chauncey of the Michael and Chauncey Show. I'm your co-host. My co-host, or I'm the host right now, my host will be coming to the studio shortly. Uh, Michael Bloomland Jr. is running for Congress in the 21st District of Florida. He's extremely busy. He's in transit. Hopefully, we'll have him in the studio shortly. I want to welcome all guests and supporters for joining us here every Tuesday and Thursday at the Michael and Chauncey Show. If you'd like to follow us on Facebook, it's the Michael and Chauncey Show. On Twitter, it's Liberty, the number two, Day USA. Um, if you'd like to follow me, uh, I am on Twitter also at Right Talk Host, as well as on Facebook at Chauncey I Bradford at Right Talk Radio. We've had an exciting year uh, so far with the tremendous amount of quality of guests that we have on our show. Their desire to want to represent the country again. Most of our guests have been veterans, um, and they want to serve the public will and the public good. We've been very, very proud, Michael and I, to have so many great guests coming on our show, talking about how we want to save our nation, protect our liberties, protect our rights, and move our country forward for the benefit of the American people. If you'd like to donate to us, uh, to the Michael and Chauncey Show, you could donate to us at Payatron. Uh, we are looking to expand our marketing and network capabilities so we can continue quality guests on the show. We would appreciate any small amount of a donation. Michael and I are doing this because we believe in the cause of America, and that's why we're doing this. So whatever help you can give us, we would appreciate it. Uh, as most of you know, if you don't know, my co-host, uh, Michael Bloomling Jr., is an Army veteran. He wants to serve his country again uh, by running for Congress in the 21st Congressional District in Florida. I believe he's in the studio now. Without any further ado, let me uh, welcome uh, Congress Michael Bloomling Jr. of the 21st District of Florida. I'm going to will it to happen. How are you, Michael? I'm doing fantastic, Chauncey. It's great to co-host the show with you. Um, it's great, you know, campaigning out in Florida and District 21 with the American people. And, and the thing about leadership is it's not just about talk. It's actually about change and doing the right thing. Uh, there was actually a post this week on through Twitter, and they said that when you talk about conservatives being censored, and you talk about what we're facing as uh, conservative Republicans and, and trying to fight for the Constitution. When, you're, when you see the, see the things that have been happening, somebody commended me and, and what we've been doing uh, through my, my show, Live with Michael Bloomy Jr. You also have your own podcast, the Conservative Talk Radio. But they, con- they commented that I just didn't talk about it. You know, I did something about it. And I think that's really important. And, you know, I don't really kind of look at it that way. I kind of just, you know, I, I work hard. I try to, you know, network with great people like you, Chauncey. And, and we want to deliver something different to the American people. And I believe that through this platform, um, that I believe it can be a lot bigger. Um, it's definitely, you know, it, this is a startup. You know, we're, we're starting a live radio show. Um, there's costs involved. We want to reach more people. We want to have quality guests, which we do. And all these things, we need to, you know, positively be able to communicate our messages to the audience. And that's what's so important. And that's why we started the, the, the shows that we started individually, Chauncey, and this show that we started together, the Michael and Chauncey Show, is because we're tired of information being forced down our throat that is not real. I sat down to dinner last night, and they had CNN on, and they had this uh, – uh, complete idiot uh, left on there, whatever left, whatever his name is. I don't really, I don't pay attention to the left. You know, I'm aware, but I don't pay attention to them. I don't really care who they are, what they're doing, because we have to work on our side, what we have to do to combat. Um, you know, I look at it like a black hat, white hat, and I try to serve in the capacity of a white hat because we got to fight the forces that out there 
that are trying to take our freedom of religion, that are trying to take our freedom of speech, that are trying to take our freedom and our right to bear arms to defend uh, the Constitution against large government in, in areas such as socialism and communism. And you see what's happening in China and Venezuela and all these other places. I mean, we've been talking about these things for so long, but it's about the action. But I was sitting down at dinner, and they had CNN on, and I would just want to throw up. It was just like on for two minutes, and I was just like getting so sick. I didn't even know what they were talking about, but I just knew it was, it was something that I didn't even want to hear. You know, it was background noise, so you wasn't, you know, you didn't hear what they were saying. But just even seeing that symbolism of something that causes so much division in this country is CNN. And then I asked the bartender, I said, hey, you guys changed the channel to Fox. He comes back and said, oh, well, it's a corporate policy. Uh, we don't have, we can't, we don't allow Fox in the studio. I mean, in the restaurant. So this is the kind of stuff. If you go to hotels around this country, a lot of business people are watching the show, entrepreneurs, we travel, we, you know, people are politicians, people that are on airplanes, they're going into hotels, they're at conferences. I'll be up in D.C. at CPAC in a couple of weeks. So definitely want to connect with all my fellow politicians up there in Washington. I spent a lot of time up there. But this shows you the level. When you walk into a hotel at CNN and, and they won't change the station, and it's just this is the kind of misinformation that is very, very harmful. And that's why it's imperative that we have the Michael and Chauncey show. It's imperative that we have the opportunity as free Americans to choose what God we want to serve and in what manner we want to do that in a, in a civil, legal way uh, that's not causing harm to other people. Um, we definitely denounce radicals and people that want to kill Christian and innocent Jewish people all over the world. There's no place for that, uh, and there's no place for anybody who's innocent and free to be persecuted. And so we got to say a pre- special prayer for the people all over the world, just not in the United States, but especially in the United States, because a lot of people are under attack, and we have to pray for them. We have to work to uplift their, their spirits, and, and that's what's so great about this country in America is that we have a land of the free because of the home of the brave, and we have to continue to honor that by fighting with our Constitution, and we need to do that by having good communication and trying to live a healthy life. And I look at it, I've been talking about this lately, so God must have put it on my heart, but I always live by parables in the Bible, and, um, you know, for me, and I always look to the parable where, you know, there's three different people, and they each have a talent, and one buries it, one person squanders it, and the other person prospers with it and multiplies it. And that's really what we got to do. we got to help people to prosper and not try to have people squander things. Or if they squander things, to help them give an opportunity. If it's prison reform, we give an opportunity to rehabilitate their lives and get back into the workforce and be productive citizens. People make mistakes and definitely not trying to be the person that just buries in fear. And that's the great thing about America is this is a free country, a free nation, because people have died. God bless our Gold Star families. God bless our military overseas. And it's just such a privilege and honor to have served in the military. As you mentioned, I was a non-commissioned officer in the 1st Infantry Division. I love America. I love the American people, and that's why I'm running for U.S. Congress, because I'm sick and tired of the people being manipulated and used. And as, as you heard the listeners in that story about going into a restaurant and you're being forced to watch CNN, when you, that doesn't align with your value system, that's a problem in America. Michael, I can't thank you enough. I'm blessed to share this show with a person of deep faith, like both of us are. And we're doing this. We have a calling from the Most High to serve the American people. You've done it in the military. I've done it as a firefighter. We're doing it again by bringing frontline news, ground news to the American people, cutting through the fake news media. And just before we bring our guests on, I do want to mention for those who may be neutral or right-leaning or left-leaning that listen to our show. I've studied the news before we created this platform and some other platforms, and MSNBC, CNN, all of the major news networks. And what I found was different about those news networks versus Fox News is that they always give opinions. Fox News always has a balance of individuals, and it's based on fact and data and opinionated. And 
I, I think that when people spend time and realize, instead of being brainwashed by CNN, and give another station an opportunity to see what information that they're sharing, is it factual, is it true, is it not misleading, and that's why we have this show. We want to cut through the fake news media, bring it to you straight. We have people on our show that have served the country, whether it be in the military, as our uh, our next guest is, I believe, and you know they want to serve the public again, as you are, Michael, by standing up for America. I believe that 2020 is going to be a huge wave of individuals with high moral value and people with deep integrity wanting to serve the public good and the public will. And I'm so blessed to be a part of a platform to bring to the American people real issues, real people, and real talk. And I want to say again, Michael, I'm very humbled and thankful and blessed that we co-host this show together, people of deep and all want to do is bring the truth to the American people, and we want to protect our values in this country from the left, and we want to protect it for our children and our children's grandchildren. So I want to say thank you again, Michael, and God bless you for all that you've done and all the patriots out there that served and are serving. God bless you all. We thank you deeply for your service. Thank you so much, Chauncey. And it's not just me. We have people that have gone before this, like my father, grandfather. We have generations, and, and God bless, our, like I said, our current military. But with that, um, I want to bring on um, our next guest to um, Aaron Pettigrew. He's running for U.S. Senate, actually, in Tennessee. This is the second time that he ran. And uh, so the little bit about my background before I talk to, bring Aaron on to talk to him is – when I was um, last year, I, I announced for my race last June, and I realized I ran for three months and, and had all these ambitions. And I realized that, you know, we needed to do I needed to do some other things to build up the brand and the name. That you know, I've done a lot of great things in my life, but I wanted to reach more people. I started, I started the Michael and Sean, excuse me, I started the live with Michael Blooming Jr. I took three months off the campaign, and then we started this show. But during that three months, I was interviewing a lot of candidates from over the country. And one of those candidates is Aaron Pettigrew, our guest tonight. And he actually taught me something that the left and, and the establishment of each state, what ends up trying to discourage people from running for office, whether it's the local office, state office, or federal position. So what I learned from Aaron interviewing him specifically, and I've interviewed about 40 candidates all over the country, for federal races, Senate and Congress. I learned that you don't have to raise millions of dollars, but you need to. It's essential. You've got to. But he got over $100,000 votes and only raised between, you know, like around $10,000 total. And I was so empowered, I was so empowered by that, by, that Aaron had done that. And, I, and that was one of the main reasons why I got back into the race in the end of December, because even though I am fighting the establishment in the deep state, I realized that there's something else that you can do that last summer somebody texted me, how are you going to beat Lois Franklin? That's the incumbent here in District 21 in Florida. She has $1.2 million in the bank. And I said, well, my faith in God. It's a monotonous person. And they come back and they say, well, God isn't enough. You need money. And I was like, wow, people actually believe this. But this is the, this is the political arena that the candidates are under. But meeting Aaron, it really made me think that, you know what, There's, it's not just about the money, but it's an important part of it. But what he did, I was so amazed by, and that was very uplifting and enlightening to me. And it has really, um, you know, I think the interview was maybe in like December I had, but it really touched my heart and it made me realize that what we're fighting for, that God will find a way and that the money will come. But his word is more powerful than the enemy, and that's what we have to stick to. So with that, Aaron, thank you so much for what you're doing for America. And, uh, Aaron, I know you're a truck driver. You're a patriot. You've read the Constitution like myself, and you love your freedom. So thank you. 
Hello, Michael and Sean. See, it's great to talk with you, and I uh, hope you don't mind me starting off correcting you a little bit, Michael. It's uh, Actually, I only spent $1,200 last year when I got that 115,000 votes. There you go. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. That's, tell me how powerful that is. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, the, 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 the thing is, is that you've got to reach people where they're at. Okay, when you when you're running for office, you've got to connect with the people that you talk to, and then all of a sudden, you've connected with that person, and they connect with two or three others. You know, all of my staff on my campaign here in Tennessee, and I am grateful for every one of them. All of them are all volunteer. My campaign manager is a retired master sergeant from Special Forces. Okay, and I'll tell you what, I am grateful for every one of these people, and, and I have a feeling that I actually have a reasonable chance even being a truck driver. <laughs> Hello? That's just a remarkable story. Why don't you talk about the climate of the country right now? Uh, You're all over traveling and you're doing your thing, uh, especially with our president, Donald J. Trump, being acquitted. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, I'm I'm seeing a lot of um, people that blew off the uh, uh, impeachment pretty much from the get-go because they knew it was a partisan hack job. Even people on the left, lifelong Democrats, are feeling the same way about it. Uh, you've got, um, you know, people feeling happier and acting friendlier than they have in many years just because life is starting to get better. And it always does when you have people in office that are willing to fight for this country and willing to fight for the people that, uh, you know, that, that choose to uh, vote for them. It's when you it's when you get these people, and this goes for both parties. When you get these people in office that don't, uh, you know, that don't respect the people that voted for them, that don't respect the people that supported them, and don't see them as individual people, that you start losing that in this country. And then, you know, because we are we the people. You know, and, you know, uh, the politicians we send to Washington, the politicians we send to our state capitals, the politicians that we even send in our county and local governments all work for us. And when they start to forget that, that's when they start getting miserable in this country. I agree a million percent. Chauncey, what do you think? Absolutely. Um, I could not uh, agree more. Um, with his position. <clears throat> what are some so of the issues? When, I'm sorry, Michael, do you want me to continue? Yeah, go, please. Yes, please. Well, what are some please of the issues? Okay, yeah, what are some of the issues? I'm not familiar too much with Tennessee. What are some of the issues facing your state that you want to address when you get to the Senate? Okay, um, well, so, some things have actually been on the positive track for the state, but that's because we've got a reasonably good state government as well. Um, the, some of the issues that we've got to face, we're still facing illegal immigration. Okay, we're still facing um, refugee resettlement programs and everything like that. Um, we have also do have some infrastructure issues. We've got rural areas without uh proper medical care. We've got uh, rural areas without uh, decent internet access and things like that. Of course, some of that is geography. You can't do much about the mountains. You don't get out your spoon and try to move them if you want to, but they are where they are. <laughs> and then, then, of course, you've got, uh, you know, you've also got um, uh, uh, economic growth and, and education issues where I think uh, some of it is the government intruding on things too much. You've got uh, problems with housing and stuff like that because, you know, the federal government's still trying to meddle with the financing and everything. And, and all in all, you've just got a really big mess here because of a dysfunctional D.C. 
you know. Um, and there are some areas that have local issues and stuff like that. And, and granted, I can't help too much with those uh, constitutionally as a senator, but that doesn't mean that if somebody brings one to my attention that I can't call up the phone and say, hey, this is Senator Pettigrew, let's talk about this. You know, it has a whole lot more weight uh, to it than, you know, say, hey, I'm Aaron Pettigrew, uh, a truck driver, you know, let's talk about this. Those people usually hang up on you, you know. Uh, but all in all, uh, you know, Tennessee's actually a pretty lucky state and a blessed state with the, with the uh, conservative-minded voters there. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a blessing to be here, and it's, you know, still a conservative state government and and lo- most most local governments are still fairly conservative so Tennessee is a is a pretty blessed state um there there's some other local issues that are trying trying to do and of course we do have democrat creep from uh you know escaping from the uh democrat strongholds in New York and California and stuff like that so we've got to watch ourselves before we end up like Virginia um, and there are people trying to pull some of those stunts to get some of that Michael Bloomberg money. But all in all, it's still a pretty good deal, and I think uh, people like Michael and I uh, can definitely, uh, you know, get some things done to restore uh, people's rights and, you know, put a quash on some of these other issues that, that, that people are trying to use to to, uh, to stomp out our rights as citizens of this great country. Great point, Amen. great point, um, Aaron. Appreciate that. So when what big thing is, when you look at the climate right now, um, a lot of talk has been about term limits. And now I yes. sign term limits. I support term limits. What's your stance on term limits? I do support term limits. I also support ending the pension. I don't think we need to be paying these people for life for doing the job that we ask them to serve us doing. Um, I, I actually personally support the idea of 12 years in Congress um, with the uh, option to serve as a partial term. Let's say a governor or, or state calls you back to fill in an emergency-type situation. Um, I think uh, that's plenty enough for somebody to do. I also think there should be term limits on Supreme Court justices. I think if we were to run them on terms of 18 years, that, you know, every president would have two unless something happened to somebody, heaven forbid. And, I, you know, I think that would be fair as well. Uh, you know, I think there also need to be some addressing of term limits with, uh, you know, lead staffers and lead SES people in the federal government as well. Because, they, you know, even those people, you know, tend to start abusing their power after a while. That's one of the things that I'm running on is abuse of power and fraud, waste, and abuse. I was talking yeah. to a very high pro- prolific uh, individual last night and I said, I have a primary. There's about eight, eight other people, seven or eight other people. None of them are talking about human trafficking, which is just terrible for our nation. It's yeah. happening extensively in Palm Beach County, and he completely mm-hmm. changed the subject. Nobody wants to talk about the real issues. They just want to have the main talking points. And get the dollars into the coffers and go about their day. We have so many conservatives who are taking advantage of the system and the American people and making promises and writing checks that they have no intention of cashing. Yes, and and especially in that particular subject, human trafficking, I I am a real big proponent about doing something about that. Uh, you know, uh, I'm in uh, truckers against trafficking, although I'm in. Uh, my, I did my certification a lot long time ago, so, you know, back when they were, were first getting started. So I'm going to have to probably look through their new program. But, um, you know, uh, I'm, I am more than happy to help stomp that out. We need to deal with things like increasing penalties on people that knowingly solicit uh, minors, whether the, the solicitation becomes uh, legal or not. We need to... Uh, you know, that's another benefit for building the wall is to stop some of the trains that come up through South America that involve human trafficking and more. 
You know, uh, the, a lot of these issues are tied together with other issues that we as conservatives have been trying to fight since, the, since even before the days of Reagan. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's an unacceptable behavior, and it's happening in our country, and it's happening on the World Wide Web. Um, we have a yes. lot of uh, these uh, pornography websites, and a lot of them don't really have a platform that uh, that deciphers if it's a minor or adult or someone's being extorted or, or trafficked through their, uh, their electronic platform. And uh, this yes. is contributing to the corruption of society and harming our children at an astronomical rate. Um, you talk about pro-life and, and, and babies trying to be, you know, killed in the second and third trimester, and then you talk about kids who are being extorted and trafficked. This is a major problem in America, and our president recently has signed a bill, and I thank God for that because we need to make this a priority in the House and the yes. Senate to ensure that uh, that Americans and, and illegal immigrants that are coming into this country, we want to have legal immigration but the illegal immigrants who are coming here forcefully, that we have processes and systems in place, which we already have a lot of laws, but they're not being enforced because of the corruption. That's true. And then, uh, you know, it's not just uh, pornography sites that these things are happening through. Uh, some of the uh, uh, trafficking deals and, and the human slave trade is being bought and sold in games that uh, do like uh, simulation where people can talk inside the game as characters. And then, you know, transactions are happening right under people's noses. You know, and there's plenty more even beyond that. You know, there there really is something to that subject uh, commonly referred to as the dark web and many more that, you know, these these transactions are happening. They're happening, you know, using uh, currencies like Bitcoin. They're happening using uh, some of those other digital currencies and even, even game currency itself in some of these cases. You know, and it's it's you know it's a pervasive problem that we really need to uh, start you know clamping down on. Now, some of that we're not going to be able to do because we have to respect people's rights. But everywhere where we don't have to deal with that issue, we need to clamp down on it, clamp down on it so hard that these evil people you know want to run away scared. Well, you know what? One of the things, too, and I'm glad you brought up Bitcoin because, it's, you know, it's a very sophisticated network, and it's not always yes. easy to track where the source is of the funding. Um, one of my mm-hmm. uh, opponents, uh, Laura Loomer, who is running against me in the primary, she has Bitcoin as a means of accepting donations. Now, I've, I've done some research. I've looked across the country. I've, I do not see one other candidate. Now, it's not illegal to accept Bitcoin as a contribution, but I have not seen anybody yes. who's accepting Bitcoin, and it's really just it's a like a gray area. I don't even understand how we're able to receive Bitcoin as a contribution on the campaign. Have you seen anything like that, and what's your take on Bitcoin as far as funding campaigns? Well, the trick with Bitcoin is that with the way it fluctuates in value and stuff, there might actually be some issues with the uh, FEC requirement that you can't draw interest on campaign contributions. And there may be, and, and, and the only way I can see them really dealing with it is because it's basically like a stock. Okay, so if somebody's handing a profitable stock to you as a campaign donation, well, this day it's $2,800, the current cap, and then the next day it's $2,900. All right, well, if that's the case, um, did that person actually defy the cap or not? I don't know. Um, The other problem with using Bitcoin is that... um, you know, it's a traded commodity, even though, you know, the, the basis of it is purely digital. It's still technically a commodity of sorts. So I, I don't know if there really is a line there that's crossed or not, but I would think so. Um, you know, using the idea of a Bitcoin as a, as a trade currency online, I really don't have a problem with that for legal and, and moral business. Um, 
but you know, like you said, it's hard to track. Although that is a, one of the reasons why it is so valuable is because it is hard for governments to track. It's hard for governments to do anything about because it's worldwide. Exactly, and it's, it's ex- the exchange and everything. So this is very important. Mm-hmm. We have Aaron Pettigrew yes. on, on the Um Well, look, why don't we talk about, we have a few minutes here, a couple minutes, why don't you talk about some of the things that's really important to you and your voters, the message you want to get out, and where people can go to your website and where they can contribute to your uh, campaign because that's very, very important. Yes, well, uh, I'm on a mission to raise the bar for the kind of person that we send to Washington D.C. as as a as a group as a whole. Okay, I want to raise it so high that even though I'm only running for two terms and will not seek re-election after that, I want to raise it so high that the people of Tennessee write me in anyway. Okay, the the whole point behind this is to show people what they can and should have in a public servant all the way around, and that's what the position is. It's a public servant. Okay, Um, the other thing that I'm trying to do is I'm trying to protect our Second Amendment. It's under attack through various backdoor uh, means, these red flag laws. You've got... uh, you know, people trying to use uh, DUIs as a way to take away a person's Second Amendment rights. You've got all kinds of things. Now, granted, I don't, you know, uh, support anybody, you know, drinking and driving, but it's still, I mean, if they're not committing a felony, and even then, I think, you know, with felons, as long as they prove they get themselves together for a certain amount of time, depending on the nature of what they were convicted of, of course, uh, you know, I th- I believe it should be fairly easy for them to get their rights back as well. Uh, you know, we've got to defend our First Amendment, our our, our uh, freedom to practice religion, our freedom to uh, speech, our freedom to assemble and, and redress our government. All of this stuff is under attack. And, you know, uh, if, if we don't have liberty-minded candidates who actually want to stand up for it, not just give lip service to it, nothing's going to happen. Uh, there's a reason why I made my slogan, nothing is going to change until we the people change it. It's us that have to stand up. It's not the political class that's going to do it. Uh, my website is all spelled out. It's Aaron Pettigrew for Tennessee.com. Uh, you can reach me on my email at Pettigrew uh, Campaign at Yahoo.com. Uh, people can call me personally at 615-869-8658, and they can text me on my tablet at 615-713-8448. Uh, I do all my own social media stuff, so I'm more than happy to talk to people on there as well. Of course, I'm on Instagram and Twitter as Pettigrew one and on Facebook, I'm Aaron.Pettigrew.3, although you can look me up as Aaron Pettigrew or Aaron Pettigrew for Senate. And then uh, on my website, I've got a button there to click for your support, and I would definitely appreciate it because, you know, we're in a fight for this country, and it's us that have to take it back. Amen. Wow, thank you so much for what you're doing, brother. Thank, Thank you, so you too, and Chauncey, if you want to get my information from Michael, he's got both of those numbers written down, and I'll be more than happy to talk to you anytime as well, sir. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you again for wanting to stand up and fight for the American people by running for U.S. Senate in Tennessee. And, yes, I will be reaching out to you later on this week. Thank you so much, and God bless you and your family. Thanks. Thank you, sir. God bless. <laughs> Well, Chauncey, that was uh, interesting. The great thing about these conversations, they're unscripted. We don't have a necessary set of questions. We just kind of go with the flow, and and I love it that way. I do that format on my podcast, and uh, I really love it because you get people talking about things that, you know, maybe when you're on Fox News, you have three to five minutes, you don't get to cover some of the things, or, you know, everybody has their own value systems and viewpoints. So I think it's important when we're have given the opportunity to our guests so that they can understand who they are and talk about it freely. You know, you're right, Michael, and it's very important. You know, we have regular people on our show, not politicians, that want to serve the American people, the public good, and the public will. And, yes, I'm blessed that we have this platform. Uh, you know, we're talking about a truck driver out of Tennessee. 
We're talking about a blue-collar worker that wants to stand up against big government. But these are the type of people that we need in government. We don't need any more politicians in government. We need people who want to serve people who are in the trenches of our communities across the country that want to stand up for what's right. Absolutely. Well, our next guest is Bob. He's with the Peon Report. Uh, I met him through my uh, verified uh, Twitter account, the number four USA Freedom. Um, so all the listeners, please follow me. Please follow the show at Liberty Today USA and follow Chauncey Brown on his uh, Twitter handle online. But the Peon Report, he's doing a lot of things behind the scenes to help our candidates who are running for U.S. Congress, U.S. Senate. And he's helping to facilitate the digital strategy against the left, against uh, socialism that we're fighting from the likes of Bernie Sanders, um, Elizabeth Warren, Adam Schiff, um, Nancy Pelosi, and especially the person I'm running against, Lois Frankel. So with that, how are you doing today, Bob? It looks like on the board... That uh, Bob, Bob yeah. good. Are, you, are you there, Bob? Yeah, I'm here. How are you doing today, sir? Thank you for what you're doing for America. Thank you. Um, it's interesting. I was listening to Aaron. Um, he's quite a character. I, I love that man um, for a lot of what you talked about. He is a trucker. Yep. He's just the common guy, the way the founders mm-hmm. envisioned it. It wasn't supposed to be all these lawyers um, just making laws that they're later going to be profiting off of, uh, especially the trial lawyers. And it was supposed to be your farmers, your blacksmiths, in this case a truck driver, who serve and then they go back to their regular lives. And we've totally lost that. And Aaron's a great example of or that, you know, how we can bring this back. Um, so, yeah, he, he's great. I got an article today from um, Steve Van Doors running up in uh, NC4. And you were mentioned in the article, Mike. Um, apparently, you guys, one of the candidates, and several dozen of them were listed, are members of a murderous cult. Um, and I found it amazing. I mean, they laid out the campaign for each of you, why you are m- members of this cult that's running around killing people at random. And to be able to put this garbage out and not be attacked for it, you know, it's just crazy. And I don't know if you've seen the article. If not, I'll, I'll certainly forward it to you. But um, well, that's, doing that's, that's, over why, that's, that's why we created these platforms so that we can give the American people an opportunity to hear the truth when the, when the left is censoring our voice and putting out fake news. And the attacks, this is only the beginning of the attacks because I get qualified in April and the general, uh, the primary election is in August, so this is just the beginning. Yeah, you've got a ways to go down there in Florida still. Uh, you know, some of them are wrapping up already with their primaries, but of course you're not until August, so you're going to have a lot of stuff coming your way. Uh, and what we do, I'm, I'm on Twitter, I'm Felt Red Peon, and what we do is we work with candidates across the country um, on their Twitter platform, because we all know that you know, they shadow ban and they do everything they can to silence our candidates. We've had several had their accounts shut down. They have no reason why. They just wake up one morning and their accounts are gone. So what we've done is we've found a way to bypass the shadow ban. We've taken, I've spent almost the past year creating databases where I pull everyone I find on Twitter, if they tell me what state they're in, I then try to recruit them um, to join our campaign by state. So that I've got rooms now, multiple rooms in many states like Florida and Texas, California, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. We've got multiple rooms in every other state that are represented by at least one. And what we do is we recruit the members first, and then we went out and we recruited our candidates. And we've got probably about 60 House candidates right now we're working with. And so these rooms allow us to put all the voters from their state into one, one place. They're all in these rooms. So that the candidates, like Mike, they, you can go out there and you post your material to our candidates room, my team picks it up and drops it into all of our Florida rooms. And we distributed them into Texas and other rooms you know, down the road. But the first thing we do is put it into Florida. Because what that does is, is once we get your message, it can't be shadow banned inside of a room. 
shadow ban only means that the general public, I mean, general tweet won't see it. But if those people are in a room and we post it in the room, they're going to see it. There's no way for Twitter to block that. And so we've gotten around the shadow ban, and we've also gotten your messages directly to your voters. And our people in our rooms know that their responsibility is to share it, not only on Twitter, but on Facebook or any other media, share it by phone, knocking on their neighbor's door and saying, you know, hey, Mike just posted this. And so it's all about driving enthusiasm and driving the vote and getting the truth out because the lies that are coming out are just – we've seen it, of course, for POTUS for three years now. But now they're going after candidates with you're a murderer. Uh, you're a cult, and it's, it's sickening. And I'm telling you, there have been at least two to three dozen solid Republican candidates, many I'm working with, that were listed in this article as being members of this cult. I was almost wondering whether or not they're all working with me, whether or not I'm their leader. Um, if I am, I didn't know about it. I don't know who the next hit is on, so don't ask. Um, but it's, it's absolute insanity. And we've got great candidates running. We really do, like Mr. Pettigrew over there in Tennessee, um, like Jim Zorn up in North Carolina. We've got him everywhere, um, from governor down to state house reps. But we just have to reach the public. We've got to get our voices heard because we're not going to get it through the media. We're not going to get any truth through the media. Newspapers aren't going to print any truth. Television stations are going to run any truth. You're lucky they're even running our commercials. Um, I heard NBC is going to try not to run some Trump ads this year. It's it's up to us. It really is because it's it's not Trump versus whoever. It's literally tyranny versus freedom in this election. Because we lose this election, we lose the Constitution. Absolutely, I agree a hundred percent. So we just saw our president exonerated for this bogus impeachment bullcrap. What is your sense? of the nation, the Democrats are basically, they're going to be getting crushed here really soon, because this is a really bad play on their part. My sense of the nation is that it's not all good. I mean, because a lot of people didn't pay attention because they're tired of hearing about it. Um, That's all they've heard for three years. That doesn't mean they don't believe it. They're just tired of hearing about it because it's all they ever hear on television. Whether or not they're watching a, a sitcom or whether or not they're watching the news, they're hearing something negative about Trump. And so I, I wasn't enthused when, you know, the Republicans were saying people aren't even paying attention. That may not have been good news because that means they're still not getting the truth because they didn't get to hear the other side. They're only hearing one side. But overall, I think Trump will soar to an easy win. I don't have any doubt about that, but – we still got a lot of people in this country who believe the falsehood. And I'm talking everyday, regular, blue-collar, white-collar Americans. I'm not talking about the far left. They're not interested in truth. Some of the people who get their news every day from the mainstream media, they're totally misinformed. Uh, I read a poll today, I uh, heard about a poll tonight, that New Hampshire 63% um, support free college tuition for all. But I've never heard a Republican stand up at that moment when they heard that statement say, we already have free college tuition. It's called the GI Bill. So why, why don't Republicans point that out? Insult them. Insult them right to their face that we have it. Let AOC defend why she should get it for free when she could have had it for free if she bothered to serve her country. But she chose not to serve her country. That was her choice. So, and think about what the free college tuition does. It also takes away incentive to join the military. So that would be a giant hit on the United States military. My son signed up for four years. Knew he would get free college in return. He's a U.S. Marine. He just signed up for another four. Uh, because once he got there, he realized how much he loved it and how much that was his true calling. And so you're going to take that incentive away from these kids and say, say well, you don't have to serve your country. We'll just give it to you for free. And we need to stand up to stuff like that and point out where they're just giving you a line of crap. This line of crap about the, um, the pre-existing conditions. Pre-existing conditions were eliminated under the Bush administration. The only difference is that under the Bush administration, the law says that you cannot be eliminated, uh, denied pre-existing conditions if you already had insurance. In other words, you're changing employers or whatever. They can't deny you because you already had pre-existing conditions. What the left wants is that 
if you decide you're going to be diagnosed or sadly you're diagnosed with cancer tomorrow, then you can go out and buy insurance for the first time in your life. That's like buying fire insurance the day after your house burned down. It doesn't work that way. But as far as getting rid of pre-existing conditions, it's already codified in the actual law, not in the fake stuff that Obamacare will get thrown out in the Supreme Court. The actual U.S. law requires pre-existing conditions already be covered. You just had to have insurance um, prior at the time of diagnosis. So, and again, we don't point that out, though. We, we just tend to sit back and let them run their mouths. You know, we'll, we'll sit back and say, oh, Trump did not intend to bribe the Ukraine. He should have been bribing the Ukraine. He should have pulled no more money until you investigate the corruption. That's his duty. You with me? Absolutely. I agree 100%. we got to fight back. We're at war right now. And I'm looking at white hats versus black hats on a, on a major global scale. We've really got to look at the globalism that's even overtaking uh, communism and socialism. Globalism is incorporating communism, and it's trying to get rid of the middle class and freedom in America by attacking the Constitution. Right, and you've got Republicans right in that global, globalist, elitist agenda. You know, there's one out in Utah. I think we all know who that is. You know, you have Crystal, you know, running his mouth all the time. You've got plenty of Republicans that are in that globalist mentality. I mean, Bush was a globalist. Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney. Yeah. Right. That's the guy in Utah that I was going to mention his name. But yet um, there's others, you know, in the GOP that are that way. And they may vote for Trump or endorse Trump, but that's only because they have to. The one thing about Romney is if there's anything good about him is at least he's honest, um, you know, and says what he thinks. A lot of these people think it, not say it, because they know it could be the end of their uh, political careers, and they do. Um, but, yeah, we, we've got to get more aggressive, and we're just not. We're not aggressive. I did hear, though, that Smollett got arrested today. Jesse? Wow. Did you hear that? Really? No. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I did hear six, that. Six counts. The judge had ordered an independent investigation. The independent investigation had a secret grand jury pulled, pulled, and he indicted him on six counts today. And again, Trump looks like a genius because I, for one, was wondering why aren't they filing the federal charges because they had him on mail fraud. And, you know, of course, that would have been racist if Trump had gotten inter- intervened, even though Jesse had broken the law. Instead, Trump just sat back and watch justice do its own thing and never had to get involved. So he's a genius once again. It's amazing, that guy. I mean, he just, every time I've given up doubting him, I really have. I mean, the first tariffs he announced on the washers and dryers, or the dishwashers, yeah, washers and dryers, I was like, oh, this isn't going to work. And the next day, Samsung announced that they're going to open a plant in the United States. And since then, I don't doubt anything the man says or does. I mean, just do it. Let me know when you're done because I know his genius is going to come through at the end. He's been absolutely phenomenal over the last three years. And if the media reported one-fifth truth, the Democrats wouldn't even be spending money on a campaign this year because it would be such a blowout. But, you know, we can't even get one-fifth truth out of them anymore. You know what the thing is, is that's so interesting, is that um, the fake news is going to discount everything the president is doing. And I love how the president tweets out, well, they're not going to report on the the lowest uh, job, the, the unemployment rate in history of the United States, the highest stock market in the history of the United States. We know the fake news won't talk about that. Yeah, but they're talking about Sherman out in California, uh, one of those nutty congressmen today on the floor of Congress or yesterday on the floor of Congress that the United States economy is on autopilot, that Obama put it on autopilot, and despite his efforts, Trump can't screw it up because Obama did such a great job. That just I've got to think the American people are listening to that and saying, huh, what are you talking about? But, yeah, it's on autopilot that Obama did. Yeah, right. So why was 1.7 his average growth, and why was it, I think, 1.8 his last um, quarter in office, last year in office? Yeah, because he does such a great job. He's the guy who said that manufacturing jobs weren't coming back. 
He's the guy who said less than 2% GDP was the new norm. But suddenly now that everything is reversed, it's, it's his doing. No, it's not. And I think the American people know that. I don't really think, you know, the uninformed are that uninformed. Well, they're just in, they have derangement uh, syndrome, TDS. That's a real, uh, real thing that people are battling out here, if you, uh, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And it's going to continue. They actually believe a lot of their own press, which is unbelievable. It's like they're in denial. They really are. Yeah. And, you you know, and I still say the root cause of a lot of the problems we're facing today are the schools. Uh, and I'm not just talking to colleges. It's starting so much younger. The Greta's of the world are being educated this way. And they're being educated here in the United States just like, like Greta was. And I remember the same day Greta was addressing the U.N., there was a girl, high school student, addressing our Congress, and she was in tears because she said her and her friends all realized they had no future, that the world was going to implode in 12 years or whatever. And it was so sad. Her brain had been so brainwashed that she actually believed this. And then they wonder why teen suicide is such a high rate right now. Well, guess what? Who's telling them the world's going to end in 12 years, that they have no future? It's not us. It's their teachers. It's the media telling them this crap. It's AOC telling them you've got 12 years and it's over. Well, I only had 12 years, I might consider offing myself too. And this don't take account what's doing to these kids. Yeah, we need education reform. It's really, really important to focus in and zero in on that. Um, one of the things I want to ask you, we have about nine minutes left in the show. Um, okay. This coronavirus is uh, starting to get a lot of fake news about it and, and misinformation. So it's hard for people to decipher what's real and what is not. What is, what's your perspective on this crisis and this potential impact? Because if the, the information is correct, there's a lot of people who are dying in China and it does not look very good at the current moment. They've uh, they've they've issued the warnings to to China and to try to ensure that that doesn't you know the epidemic doesn't come to the United States of America. I think that the um, the the Chinese are in a lot more trouble than obviously they're letting know. I think it's a lot, a lot worse than we know what it is, at least publicly what we know. Um, I do have full faith. Um, in the Trump administration, however, I don't see an epidemic or even anything close to an epidemic here. Um, I think he's got it well under control at the airports and our ports of entry. Of course, we never know what's crossing the Mexican border, although he does have that under much better control than before, too. Uh, so, yeah, I don't, I don't think we're looking at a serious problem here in the States. I think Southeast Asia may be looking at a real serious epidemic and a lot of that has to do with you know the chinese not being willing to let help in they won't allow our scientists in uh and also the fact that they're covering it up uh, i don't know why they well i know why but you know it's no one's going to condemn china because they have this outbreak what's being condemned is the way they're handling it and so it makes no sense for them to continue to lie and everyone knows the truth so you can get help to deal with it, but they don't want help coming in, and they don't want their people to know what's going on, which is silly because it's not the government's fault that it broke out to begin with. The spread might be more their fault. It might be because of incompetence. It's also because that they're lying to people and not telling them how dangerous a threat is, and, and that's what happens when you get a state-run media. It's kind of like what happens here when you have a party-run media and you get absolutely no truth. And people think that's a terrible analogy, but it's not because we're that close to having a state-run media. We're one election away from a state-run media, the same as China has. And ask yourself this. If, if the Democrats were in office right now and there was an epidemic in the United States, do you really trust the media to tell you the truth? I don't. I wouldn't trust the U.S. media if a, pre- if a Democrat was in the White House to tell me the truth about anything. And so – but overall, I, I really don't think that the United States um, is in any danger. And I don't think there's, there hasn't been any deaths yet. I believe one U.S. citizen died overseas. Um, 
but there have been no deaths, of course, here in the United States. I don't think there's any, been any serious, you know, critical condition patients here in the United States. I, I could be wrong on that, but I don't recall about hearing about any. So I think we're in good shape. Uh, I don't think this is going to be another Ebola where everything the CDC did was being questioned. Because, of course, you got to remember you had politicians running the CDC at that time and not actual physicians. And I won't, of course, we know who was president. Um, and they had, their agenda was to have politicians and his cronies at every level, at every office, in every department. Um, and the CDC took a giant hit because of it. And, of course, the same hit the FBI is taking now and the judiciary is taking now. And the State Department, anything he touched, you know, was run by incompetent politicians and not experts. So, yeah, I think, I think we're in pretty good shape. Um, but I do think that it's a lot worse in China than what we're being told. Well, thank you for your insight on that. Why don't you give the listeners anything they can do to help in any closing words you have? And uh, yeah, we appreciate um, yeah. it to Bob for coming on the show. And I'm sure Chauncey would love to interview on his show, on his podcast. Yeah, we um we need members for our rooms. Uh, we're always growing our rooms. Um, Salt Red Peon on Twitter. Um, the SDR and the P are capitalized. And you can just hit me up. Um, let me know what state you're in. Give me your Twitter handle. Let me review you because you know I do have to have some security. Um, and we'll take it from there. We need help, and we need help getting the message out. And that's what this whole program I have is about: is getting the message out getting the candidate's name out there, getting their messages heard. Well, thank you very much, Bob, for coming on the show. And uh, God bless America, and uh, keep up the good work. And let's keep fighting uh, for America and our Constitution, and God bless our soldiers overseas. Yes, thank you very much, guys. Well, it's really great to have such a great guest on the show today. Um, it's really an honor. You know, we love having patriots on the show. And as we see with Bob, there's a lot of people working throughout the United States to to ensure that the voice of the American people is being heard and, and that, you know, we need to combat that. You know, 2016 election, we had a lot of fraud, and we need to control that voting fraud in 2020. These elections are critical to our nation moving forward. We have to win back the House, as we saw in 2018. We didn't have a strong of a turnout, and it hurt us, and, and now we, we are faced with this impeachment um, material that happened uh, based on a Ukraine call. And as our president said, it was a perfect call, and this is what we've been faced with. The American people are tired of being lied to. They're tired of being deceived, and somebody has to stand up. Somebody has to do the right thing, and I'm willing to do that. Um, I've been fighting my whole life, and I uh, won't stop fighting, even in the face of adversity. Uh, you can help contribute to pay, uh, through Patreon for the Mike Quinchanti Show to help grow the show, expand it. We need to have uh, the best guests on that are possible, and we need to ensure that we reach a larger audience. And we need some marketing means to do that, and uh, that's great. So with that being said, um, you know it's such an honor to have you know Chauncey as my co-host. He works extremely hard, and uh, you know it, it takes a lot of people who work together. To fight, and whether that's in digital means or boots on the ground, we need them all. I need volunteers on my campaign. I need people who want to donate to my campaign, and you can do that at Michael Blooming for Congress.com, Blooming2020.com. We need donations. We need people to sign up to volunteer. We need people to get out to vote. We need to change the climate of Palm Beach County. We need to work to influence positive change for our communities across the whole country. So this is something that uh, is an effort that we must be undertaking every single day. It's a tireless job. Um, you know, I commend all my brothers and sisters who are running for Congress who are real conservative patriots across the nation because it's not easy. It's a lot of work. It's long hours. It's a lot of sacrifice financially. But our forefathers, when they wrote the Constitution, they gave up everything. So I kind of look at it as a duty and an honor to not only serve my country in the U.S. military like I have in my entire family, but also to be able to do so civically. Um, I'm proud to do it, and I will do it every single day to serve the American people and to do the right thing and to fight with honor and integrity. And I did that in the military at a very high level as a non-commissioned officer. And there's no mission too difficult, no sacrifice too great, duty first. 
That's our motto in the first infantry division. It's the patch that I wore on my shoulder. And on the other shoulder was the American flag. And I will fight until my death for this country. I will fight for the American people. Nothing can stop me and nothing will. And nothing can stop you, the American people. Because when we come together as one in unity with love and we serve a higher power in our God, all things are possible. So with that, thank you for listening to the show. God bless America. And pray for our leaders that they and pray for our president and pray for this everyone for the 2020 election. Thank you for tuning in to the Michael and Chauncey Show. Please follow us on Twitter at Liberty Today USA. You can also contribute to the show on Patreon. Thank you for tuning in to the Michael and Chauncey Show. 